people do all sorts of things for attention in this world, Mike Keller. I saw the footage. You looked very authentic as a pawnbroker. Oh, so Mike Keller hired me. Hired. He, I volunteered. He, I, I recruited you unpaid. He hired me to be an actor. Um, yes, it was fantastic. We were in a pawn shop and he, Jason, played the pawnbroker. He um, paid someone for their watch and uh, sold them a pistol. Yes. And gritty, dark and gritty stuff. And he only trusted me with one line. The most pivotal line of the entire film. Would and you I like almost to recite it for the listeners. No, it's okay. They, they'll when they see the movie, when they rent it on Apple Movies or you know, Amazon, they'll hear my acting and my line. Unless I get cut and put on the cutting room floor. I believe you're going to make it into the film. I think there's a very, very good chance <laughs> your performance will stay. What if it's like that Pee Wee movie where they just dubbed in someone else's voice? <laughs> uh, unlikely. Okay. Unlikely. It, I mean, look, if you do for some reason get canceled for being a creep or something, we'll just have to like CGI someone else's face on top of your body. And for payment, Mike Heller got me some wonderful lunch. And why don't you tell our viewers what, or listeners, not viewers, I mean, you could stare at your phone and stare at the logo and you'll be a viewer, but what did you pay me? You paid me in food. I gave you a bowl and a soda. A bowl of what? A bowl of chipotle. A chipotle bowl. (laughs) A burrito bowl. And you were telling me that there's a certain hack that you do when you're getting a chipotle bowl something's free if you ask nicely there are many chipotle hacks um one is that you you get the bowl and then you ask for tortillas on the side and you're going to get a lot more substance in that would go in a tortilla rather than asking for the burrito itself uh beyond that you know when you say like uh you know they ask if you want black beans or pinto beans you're like i'll have uh pinto beans oh also can i have black beans (laughs) <laughs> I'll have white rice. Oh, also, can I have brown rice? There there are many things that they won't charge you for extra. And you can be as like unabashed as you want, as long as it's not the protein. You know, for, for icky meat eaters, like that costs extra. But I think also sofritas would cost extra, all the premium items. Yeah, but so let, let's say you wanted two scoops of beans. You don't have to play mind games with them. You can just say, can I have extra beans? There's a way to do it. You say... I would like a scoop of beans. And then instead of saying, I would like two scoops of beans, you just get two small scoops of beans. So instead of saying, I'd like two scoops of beans, you go, I'd like a scoop of beans. And then they give you a good, healthy scoop of beans. And then, can I have another? You would get more beans than ordering two scoops. Right. This is all time. very coy and very cute. But also, you could just say more, more, more until you're happy with the amount of beans. <laughs> So you can get as many beans as you want at Chipotle? So, yeah, I, I think there's no limit on like rice, beans, like the inexpensive staples. You could add, I know like you want to feel as though you've like defeated them and tricked them with your sneaky tricks. And that's all fine and dandy if you're not like uh, if you, you know, if you don't want to be direct and you, you like dancing around the issue, you can you can pull all these these cute things. But I think with rice and beans, you just say, give me more. I've seen a video of someone doing all those hacks all at the mm-hmm. same time. They're able to make like two and a half 
nice. burritos. So there's yeah. So but I you guess... can just bring a friend and then just share with the <laughs> share the wealth, share the bounty. You just got to know the rules. Got to yeah. You got to you got to know the rules and then um, exploit the rules. So also yesterday, I found myself in an IKEA. Hmm. And what is IKEA famous for? Dogs. Dogs. However, I heard in most IKEAs, the bun in their hot dog is actually, it has egg in it. (sighs) Horrible. So they're really big into meat, uh, meatballs, right? Because that's like a Swedish delicacy or something. But I think they have vegan meatballs too. Oh, that's great. I would love to have the vegan meatballs. I think they had some kind of frozen dessert that was vegan too. It's their strawberry ice, Mm. which is also vegan. IKEA is pretty great. You know, it's a nonprofit. Ikea? I think so. Okay, well. I think, I mean, I think the reason why it's a nonprofit is because the tax rate in Sweden is so high. So the founder thought, like, let's just turn this into a charity because otherwise, like, the government's just going to get all the money anyway. They have, like, a little cafe where you can order a hot dog for a dollar. And the, the actual meaty hot dog is actually an interesting kind of hot dog. You can actually kind of see pieces of vegetable and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they, they only have vegan hot dogs? They don't have regular hot dogs? They have regular hot dogs, too. Actually, it's yeah. funny. It's a rare case where the vegan hot dogs are actually cheaper than the regular hot dogs. Nice. For once, they're not discriminating against us. So the vegan hot dogs are a dollar, and I think that the regular hot dogs are a dollar twenty-five. But you have to watch the buns, because. but I was told that some places have vegan buns and some ikeas have buns that have egg in them and order just maybe a couple of the hot dogs without the bun and then it has an interesting kind of like sly beet relish some interesting toppings like crunchy onions it's 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 an interesting thing is that a swedish thing or did they just make up this like food just for ikea yeah it 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 actually looks unique and it's interesting and it's It's only a dollar so theme of today's podcast really isn't about being a cheapskate vegan it's about being a high roller <gasps> as a, a vegan. fancy schmancy vegan going to crossroads yeah going to crossroads what was the most expensive vegan meal that you ever got it must have been crossroads i think i mean the wind buffet is pretty expensive it's like 50 dollars per person so that's no no cakewalk but you at least get a lot of stuff like uh, unlimited delicious you know you make lunch and dinner out of it um but as for like a normal meal i it's it had to have been either crossroads or pura vida gracias madre you know yeah, it yeah. really depends on what you order i think i probably spent the most money at gracias madre before and it also involved you know getting their cocktails and it, i mean it yeah, was a nice evening but again it's kind of this uh, spending, you know, hundreds of dollars for a, you know, for an evening with, you know, maybe some friends. And, uh, part of this also, this, this, this thing kind of came to me also too, with this whole opening of air one in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's an air one now in studio city. That place makes whole foods look like target. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very premium grocery store air one. I'm sure everyone knows about it, has heard about it. Sometimes I walk through Erewhon just for comedy because I see I see the prices are so high. Like it, it makes me amused. Like I laugh. I think it's like funny that that that, that a 
someone thinks like this is a reasonable thing to charge and be someone like actually pays it and i'm just like sort of bewildered i i feel like i'm in the future or something well do you buy stuff at air one you're close by sometimes i'll buy like a token item i think i once bought like a baby cakes cake cake cookie it was like a cookie sandwich for six dollars and that's so like if I went to get priced. my normal groceries, like something that would cost me, I don't know, thirty, forty dollars at Trader Joe's would be like a hundred and something in Erewhon. What about the hot bar? I would not touch the hot bar. <laughs> I would, I would not do these things. Well, actually, I, 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 you know, I've been to. I think the hot bar near you, the one in West Hollywood, is the best mm-hmm. hot bar at at Erewhon's. I don't know oh, who, really? like, the head chef does some, like, really Ooh, interesting stuff vegan-wise. price per weight, price per ounce or whatever at that hot bar? Like it's like $17 a pound. Ooh, what's so, the price per pound at a Whole Foods hot bar, 10 Yeah, maybe 10 or 11 But But when you say, like, a pound, usually what you do is you get, if you get, like, two sides and an entree, they weigh it. It's about a pound. Mm-hmm. It's not a little more than a pound. It's going to be about under $20 for a meal. So lunch, you know, lunch for $20. I mean, if you go out anywhere, it's going to be 20 bucks. Sure, but it's a grocery store, not a restaurant. It should be less. But beyond that, do they even have scales? Because, you know, it's like these really fancy places. It's like they expect you not to care. So they they, they don't facilitate. They don't allow you to, to take a little food and then weigh and see what your running total is. They keep it opaque. So that you're just like taking whatever food you want and then you get a little surprise when you're like, check out. Well, you know, Whole Foods got into trouble for doing something kind of phony baloney with their scales. But they do. They Do they charge you for the packaging? I think they marked the scales so they would weigh more. Oh. They, they yeah, it was a big lawsuit, actually. Big wow, class action lawsuit super about shade. it. Yeah, super shade. You're saying they, they the scales reflect a higher weight than the truth? Correct. That's a huge crime. There's like a separate government like enforcement agency just for like scales and things like that. I forgot what it's called. It's the uh, Department of Scales. No, it's it's a it's a big thing because you know a lot of commerce is by weight, and if you're like defrauding basically 100 percent of your customers by like misrepresenting the weight, it's a huge crime. Yeah. Well, anyway. Back to uh, Air One's hot bar. I mean, they have some great vegan items at the hot bar. They have. I've had vegan crab cakes there. I've had some like really beautiful roasted potatoes, some nice fresh salads. So it's kind of a thing where you know, yeah, it's a splurge, but at least you're you know you're getting a good quality product. It's a little overpriced, but, you know, if you're careful, you know, you can get out, have lunch under 20 bucks and get out. But Here's the, the question. Sorry ahead. to interrupt. What's a food that's really yummy but doesn't weigh much? That's what you got. You got to optimize on that and not the like really dense, you know, like some dense carbohydrate that's cheap. That'll just that'll mess up your economics like mashed potatoes, for example. It It's worth nothing. You know, marginal cost is like close to zero. And that would char- it's dense. It would cost a lot. You want something gourmet and light. Yeah, as long as Jeff Bezos doesn't have his thumb on the scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, this Air One opened up by me. It's at a place called the Sportsman's Lodge Complex. And it's kind of interesting. Do you know about the Sportsman's Lodge? 
sounds elitist. Is it, no. does it have anything to do with the Freemasons? Kind of. I mean, okay, so the Sportsman's Lodge is a place in my neighborhood that's, it's actually kind of a, it's become kind of a, it's a little bit of a decrepit motel, mm-hmm. but they have these huge grounds. Mm-hmm. And I live in a very dense space. So I live in a space where there's a lot of people living there and there's not a lot of trees. And so there's a certain canopy of trees in that area. There's also this big golf course that supposedly they're going to develop soon too called the Weddington golf course. But there's this huge canopy of trees that slowly get knocked down. And so what happened was the sportsman's lodge decided to develop their property, not the whole property, but part of their property. It's a building that is a landmark that's been around since the 30s. In fact, they're going to renovate it or rebuild it. Uh, well, what they did was they knocked down half of it. They had a whole mm. convention space. They had restaurants, and they had like kind of a parking lot, and they had an area that had a lot of like wooded trees, and they also had a big lake that had swans in it. In fact, their logo wow. was swans. Was this like some old boys club, like an exclusive rich people thing? No, not really. Actually, the reason they called it the Sportsman's Lodge was it was an attraction that you would go to to fish trout. They, they had like a little lake and people would go there to pay to fish in oh. the at the place and it had and kind of this woodsman thing. Fish. And then it became this kind of hotel. It also came to, and because they had so much property, it was a place where... Like you'd always see like touring rock band vans there because they would park there in that area because it was a place where they had a lot of space. So what happened was they decided to develop this area for Air One, Equinox, a company called Midway Investments decided to partner with the Sportsman's Lodge owners to build this swanky place and so they knocked down like yeah i think 90 mature growth trees like trees that were close to 100 years old oh did they even replant them or just kill them when you say replant if you cut down a giant 100 year old tree cutting it it'll die but if they were to dig it up and then plant it somewhere maybe you think that roots just wouldn't take hold somewhere else they they destroyed the trees got it for this particular shopping center that has an air one uh, uh, Fred Siegel, Sugarfish, fancy. fancy. So it's so it's you know I have mixed emotions about having a place where I would go, enjoy kind of you know oh it's fun to go to Sportsman's Lodge. It's kind of a homey fun little place. You know there's some trees. They knock down the trees, build a parking lot, build a swanky, you know, market. I mean the that was market- a '90s song. Remember that. Uh- what is it like? Kill paradise. They paved paradise. Parking lot. Yeah, that's correct. That's is that? um, isn't it? Uh, uh, I think Joni Mitchell. Really? Yeah. Thought it was some '90s person. They 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 took that song and they remixed oh, it. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's inevitable. Like capitalism will always win, regardless. And they're going to build this kind of fancy market. But the interesting thing about Air One is Air One was always this kind of down and dirty, weird health store. That opened in the 60s. I've only known the current era one. Yeah, no, I grew up in L.A. And there was Air One, which was this kind of, you know, just natural food, 
bulk food place where you would get granola or you oh, get Oh, they rebooted. They definitely there was there was definitely a change when they fl- they were on the other side of the street and then they moved over to that CBS center on the other side and they also it was interesting they the the, the Air 1 had a cafe and the cafe was called the Nowhere Cafe. And so it was Air 1 which is nowhere backwards. Mm-hmm. And then, and the Nowhere Cafe. And I used to eat at the Nowhere Cafe. So I just remember, you know, being a person that was into kind of a healthy food or, you know, holistic food and, and going to a place like Air One, which was kind of a decrepit little, you know. It was a source family. Very similar to Follow Your Heart. In fact, I remember they may have even had like sawdust on the floor. <laughs> Imagine a market. It was, like a t- it was actually a Texas brothel. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, so it's, it, it's kind of this concept of, let's say, I don't know, whatever. What would you call this? Is it new age? Is it new capitalism? Is it... When you when people, when the old hippie things get rebranded as expensive? Yes. I think it's called chasing a dollar. I don't know. Chasing the dollar. New age. <laughs> it's called selling the snake oil. You know the, what, like American Six seeks... Um, like they have that that tea empire, and so like you know they're half about spirituality, but they're also like they all they're all rich, you know. Yeah, well, and also it makes you wonder if a place like Air One is really reinforcing this kind of I don't know, narrative that veganism is only for the affluent. Well, Air One isn't an exclusively vegan place. Oh, no, no, no. I know that, but they're selling a lot of vegan items. They're selling vegan cheese. They're selling a lot of vegan items in their hot bar. They're, you know, that kind of new age, new way of eating. There's definitely a strain of elitist veganism, but there's also an accessible type of veganism. And you could, you know, I think it's a big tent and it can fit everyone. So you're fine with elitist veganism? No, I, I don't, I don't know. Like you're, you're probably referring to this like 30... $30 $30 cheese, right? It's like, this is just the like stupidity of consumerism. Like there are chumps, there's a sucker for every product, you know, like what, like diamonds, they're intrinsically worthless, but people are pay- paying like tens of thousands of dollars handbags that are, you know, just as functional as a $5 handbag. And it's a two, th- you know, $20,000 wristwatches that tell time just as well as a $1 wristwatch. And it's tens of that, you know, uh, the, the list goes on and on. There's a sucker born every day. And I don't take it personally. If someone thinks that's a good idea, that's their foolishness. Who am I to argue? So I was at Air One and I saw a cheese and it was a company called Shrimu. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it had this kind of very premium package looking thing. The na- I think the cheese was called like Gold Alchemy. It had like this kind of mystical okay. name. In fact, Marketing. there was a couple different names. It had a whole bunch of different ones. In fact, it had a really like prominent place within the cheese of all. Like there was Miyoko's. Miyoko's is usually about 10 bucks. Which is pretty pricey still. Pricey, but you know, you get an eight ounce container for 10 bucks and it is cashew cheese. So you can assume that it's kind of a premium product. This one is the same size as Miyoko's, eight ounces, thirty, not thirty five dollars, but like thirty four and forty nine. So I mean, okay, so with tax, maybe thirty seven bucks. You're right. I mean, forty yeah, bucks. That's for, definitely uh, for people with money to burn. 
Yeah. And, and so what happened was I'm like, I, I started thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, talk about this on social media and whatever. And, but, but before doing that, I, I started thinking like, okay, well, first of all, who buys a $35 eight ounce cheese is it, it's cashew cheese. It's not, I mean, I don't think, I mean, cashews aren't necessarily gold. Maybe they do have premium ingredients. Maybe they pay their people a super fair wage, and that's why their price is so jacked up. Maybe. But who pays for a $35 wheel of cheese? And then also, who makes a $35 wheel of cheese? Who pays for a $1,000 bottle of wine? And who makes a thousand? I mean, it's silly. I'll be there. I'm not going to buy it. But there's a there's a there's a segment of every like, you know, every product has different market segments. I'm sure their profit margin is quite high. I, I, I knew a guy who worked for Diageo, which is the parent company of Johnny Walker. You know, the Johnny Walker blue label that's like $200 a bottle. You know how much it costs to make those? Guess. How much? Just guess. Okay, so what's the retail price for this? $200. I would say, I don't know, 100 bucks. Okay, so it's aged for 20 years and somehow, or whatever, over a decade. Somehow their marginal cost per bottle is $4. Mm-hmm. And it retails for 200 This is just like nothing makes any sense. It's all made up. Consumer choice and... You know, it's all like this weird animalistic social signaling. What do you want to like you? You're paying all this capital to show that you're rich or to show that you're conscientious or to show like to demonstrate something about yourself. And it's all very primal and kind of like kindergartenish, too, at the same time. It's theatrical. It's theater. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I I kind of went down this rabbit hole (laughs) of the Shrimu. And I'm like, okay, so that I found out that the the person that created Shrimu was this woman named Julia Piat. And then her husband, I guess, is a big time wellness guy. He's he actually has a podcast. His name is Rich Roll. And he's got this big like wellness podcast. He was an endurance athlete. And they're used to selling premium wellness products. So it's kind of a situation where you know, you have a vegan item that's connected to the sort of, I don't know, whatever, spiritual influencers. And so by patronizing or buying this product, you're kind of, I don't know, getting a, a piece of their whatever, their aura thing. And it was so funny. I was, I mean, you know, it's kind of like this, this like middle of the night stuff, a video of the rich role podcast and he was interviewing his wife he was she, rick rolling his he wife. was rick rolling his wife he, he was singing the rick, rick ashley song never gonna live no wait never gonna, gonna eat the cheese if you down <laughs> gonna charge a lot for this cashew cheese yeah seriously <laughs> so it was just kind of interesting how these people seem very relatable but then the things they say if you just like look them at, at paper, like they seem like reasonable, like, you know, distinguished, cool people. But I remember this, this, this woman was saying that she was, maybe the, this might've happened. Maybe it's true. She was talking about how she was working, making food for this yoga troupe. 
And the food, when she was making it, she went to some kind of spiritual level. Mm. And then as people were eating the food, they were weeping. No. <laughs> Wow. So I don't know. So it's profound. It's profound. I don't know. Maybe it's beyond. Maybe maybe I am too sick and disturbed to understand and appreciate this kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Some people get into this like s- emotional feedback loop where like everything's so moving to them. I you know who am I to who am I to doubt someone's experience? I can't see the world through anyone else's eyes but my own. Yeah, it's kind of this thing. I don't even know if there's a name for it anymore. It used to be New Age. And now it's something else. I mean, it's new sort of, economy. Yeah, new economy. It's capitalistic white person. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, and also it's also rooted in, you know, I was reading a lot about, I mean, maybe the same person that works, that writes the the narrative for the cheese is the same person that writes the menu for Cafe Gratitude. Oh, don't get me started. But it's like, it's like, you know, I, I was just reading. Okay, so this is one flavor. Uh, it's called Gold Alchemy. <laughs> And this is what it says. Gold alchemy. Catalyze. Experience. Evolve. This is from their website. So. It's like this meaningless uh, buzzwords. It's, uh, and also alchemy implies gold. You don't have to. It's redundant. Oh, gold sorry. alchemy. <laughs> what a, alchemy is the process of turning things to gold. Why would you say gold to begin with? Because most, I don't know, because people don't know what the word alchemy means. Ah, stop it, people. Stop. Wait a minute. Is So alchemy is specific to gold? Alchemy means turning like lead to gold. Okay. Well, well anyway, I, I'm sure the cheese is good. It looks good. It looks very delicious. I saw some beautiful pictures of it. Uh, I, I'm going to finish this podcast with their sacred mission. This is on their website. The sacred mission is to uh, disabuse you of your money. No, that's not the right word. Their sacred mission is to relieve you of your wealth. The, oh, their sacred mission is to relieve you of the burden of your wealth. Again, I don't know. I mean, who, who knows? I mean, maybe we're not enlightened enough to Perhaps uh, um, not. understand Perhaps this. Perhaps there's an emperor out there with a golden coat of so many colors and only the most enlightened and intelligent people can see it. And we groundlings base earthy knuckle draggers just don't understand it's not a gold coat it's a gold alchemy coat mm-hmm. mike mm-hmm. keller okay so this is their this is from their website the uh the shrimu website uh the sacred mission is uh inherent within this offering of delicious high-end artisanal plant-based not cheeses they're called not cheeses is a transmission of the expanded life frequency connecting us to why eating plant-based cheese is the higher path for the body, our animals, and our planet. I mean, that's sort of right. I mean, that's good, right? I mean, I, I feel bad ragging on a company that, you know, is part of the solution in a way. Like, they're... you. Know, it, if part of the solution some... or part of the problem. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> there's someone out there who's going to spend a zillion dollars on fancy cow cheese. If this is an adequate substitute for their ego to say, I spend fa- money on fancy cheeses and this gets them to not buy the cow cheese because they're just dead set on spending $35 for a cheese. Great. 
You saved a fraction of a cow. More power to you. I didn't finish my Keller. I need to oh, finish the sacred it mission. It keeps going. It gets better. As okay. one, hold on. As one consumes no. Shrimu, they are transformed energetically into a higher way of being and can access the treasures of their heart and a deeper connection with Mother Earth and all of nature. Okay, that's it. That is some lofty rhetoric. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> I think I would sold me you. Up, yeah, Swami it, cheese. But again, I think it kind of encapsulates a certain movement that has no name yet. I mean, it used to be New Age, but it's people that are kind of centered. It's like rich people selling expensive stuff to other rich people. That's sort of at least uh, no cow was harmed. I mean, would you consider these people allies? In a way, yeah. They're, I mean, they're, it, it, yeah, because they're not. Yeah, they're 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 helping somebody somewhere make an ethical food choice. What what is what? Who cares if one rich person pays a lot of money to another rich person? It's just a transfer of this like made up currency, like whatever. It, it, the point is. Well, they There's only no accept Dogecoin. On yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there you go. I guess, I don't know, this was an interesting uh, journey. So so what's what have we learned, Mike Keller? Oh, I learned something. <laughs> you learned something? What from did you this learn? podcast. I what learned learn? that Erewhon is nowhere backwards. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know what's funny about Erewhon nowhere backwards? Mm. Uh, you know, I was doing a TikTok, and then someone says, you didn't even spit, say air one correctly. You didn't even say it like what, as I if think, it's like a word in a foreign language. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking like they made it up. It's nowhere backwards. It's so <laughs> funny. I had no idea. You thought it was like some other like fancy I word. I thought it was like Sanskrit or something. I had no idea. <laughs>